Welcome back, folks. It's a Red Friday around here. The final preseason game is at hand. We're going to give you all the information that you need to know about the starters, about the guys that are fighting for the roster, who needs to do what to make their mark, as well as a couple of new developments in and around Arrowhead. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. It's Red Friday. <laughs> yes, it is. and I'm, I mean, quite literally, consider they play. Right, that's true. I'm a little um, juiced up, but I'm not in red, sorry. Yeah, well, no, it's fine. I, I just, you know, I can't blame you for wearing the all juice stuff. I need to probably break that out and start wearing that a little bit more. But uh, I, I'm just excited the Chiefs play. Uh, get to watch the starters play for some. And then, uh, honestly, I'm really curious as to how far they're going to go. And then there you go, Therese Paylor's scholarship fund. Please go donate uh, if you would like to. We do miss Therese, and uh, thank you for that. And you can get these over here at this particular address. So I might make this a, a Red Friday tradition, actually. There you go. As long as I don't eat in it, it should remain mostly clean. Yeah. <laughs> No promises that that's going to happen, especially with built bars sitting at your desk. I know, right? We'll get to those later, folks. There's some changes <laughs> going on uh, in and around Arrowhead. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is pretty pumped up, man. What did you think? Yeah, I like the new I like the new locker room. I think it looks really good. I'm really impressed with what they're able to do. I, you know, I like the locker room the way it was before, but obviously they needed to redo it a little bit. And I do think it looks fantastic. So. Uh, I'm excited for the players that are going to get to use it this time for the first time on Friday nights. And it's going to be really different because it's going to be a lot different in what is it? A little over a week, I guess. Yeah. A little under a week. I apologize. You know, I took a good look at it and it is, is very much a modern update. I mean, and it's not, mm -hmm. it's very much Kansas city. It's not the old, you know, oak timber, just simple dividers. You get a little bit more room. You get a nicer seat there, whatever. Um, like it's it's updated, but it's not audacious. It's not like Dallas, and it's not right. like what was the one that I saw? It's in not Atlanta? over the top. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. It looks like sixty-five TPT designed the ceiling in the room, but other than that, it looks like a fairly standard locker room. You know, so kudos to them. Um, hopefully, it makes it easier to get prepared and, and to try to relax and get in the zone. Yeah, and I just realized it's not going to be that much different next Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever, because you have, what, 16 practice squad players and a couple guys that are going to be on pop or injured reserve. So you're still going to be close to 80 players. Yeah. One note that I don't think many people caught is there is now a podium in the locker room. And so I think that goes along with some of the changes that we're going to see this season and quite frankly, next season as well. Um, we talked a lot about it over on the NFL show. If you guys missed that, go check it out here on YouTube or Spotify or whatever. Um, the other interesting thing, and I want to get this out there because Arrowhead has not changed its name. There's no need for alarm, no panic intended. Um, there's a new field quote unquote at Arrowhead that, has the, the letters G E H A. See, I didn't do it. That yeah, thank you for saying it right. That's I'm so <laughs> impressed. It's only everywhere in all their advertising, but I guess you don't get to see their advertising because you're not in the local area. Yeah. Well. Okay. So there was this family that we knew back in the day, and it was the same spelling, and they pronounced it completely differently. I think that's what it is in my head. But uh, yeah. 
So it, it is it is a new field. They're sponsoring the field at Arrowhead. So you're not losing any of the tradition. You're gaining a sponsor. The team makes a little bit more money, which you know hopefully goes towards. Uh, in my case, Patrick Mahomes. Well, yeah, definitely. You have, you have quite a price tag there. I'm hoping for you know a little bit cheaper beer at the stadium is all I'm saying. So. No, no plan on that. <laughs> Nothing's going to be cheaper. All right. I In fact, I almost wonder if it's going to go up because now you have to deal with different things with you know players and not players, but the you know concessions going through COVID protocols. I think it could be more expensive this year. Yeah, and honestly, be. I wonder how that's going to be affected. And, and I would expect that Arrowhead is going to be not near full capacity this week, but it's going to be very curious when they have their home kickoff game, how many players or how many people are going to be in the stands. Yeah, I think so as well. I think there's so many people that didn't go last year, even though there were some opportunities. I think there were still more tickets available than were used. But I think just the ability to go back there, I, like you said, it might not be full capacity, but I think it's going to be pretty close. And I think once the season gets going, uh, into the fall and it's like i think honestly the key is the weather change i think that like kind of triggers people it triggers me that's for sure um but you mean when it's not 100 degrees outside anymore like yeah that's yesterday? Really yeah <laughs> it's probably not to do that yeah like matt was talking you know when he gets drenched in sweat just going to practice and watching yeah well you know what can you do you got to cover the team how you cover the team i suppose yep. uh and you got to build up an appetite somehow so I am sure he did that when he was there. Uh, but as Ryan is talking and showing, thank you for your additional bars that are you just sharing. I'm here for you. Yeah. Is that the coconut brownie chunk? It is. Oh, I don't understand how you have any of those left. Those are amazing. The last box I hid from my kids. There you go. I'm eating them slowly. Yeah. Did you know Bill Bar has many delicious flavors? We've already talked about one of them, but they also have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salt caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Ryan showed you my favorite flavor, coconut brownie chunk. It is absolutely delicious. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of proteins. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, only 45 grams of sugar, and 45 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That really was pretty cool. And go to build.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And one more thing. People ask me this all the time. I do want to let you guys know. Made in American Fork, Utah, USA. So there you go. just want to remind everybody of that. So I know this is weird. Three games in. This is it. This is the preseason right, right. now. Um, it's over. Yeah, it's it's taking a little bit of adjustment. Um, and, and just really quick, uh, please subscribe and like on YouTube. And I also want to throw out – uh, we will have a game review on Monday. That's the plan. Um, and then followed by Tuesday, we will be doing our roster predictions, assuming the Chiefs don't beat us to it. I was going to say, um, we might preempt game review. for. <laughs> Maybe we'll combine them. I don't know. <laughs> we could possibly do a bonus episode. I guess, actually, there you go. Throw it in the comments on YouTube if you want a bonus episode. Maybe we'll consider doing that. Yeah. So work out just fine. 
and what we'll be ready to talk about. This is the key. This is where everything gets straightened out yeah. and ready for the regular season. And so for I want to start with what we need to see from the guys that are going to be on the field come week one. You know, the starters and, and you know, the one A's and the one B's, the guys that are going to rotate in because we do have a number of positions that that's going to happen at. But, okay, really quick, I have to ask, do you think there are going to be some guys that just don't play in this game? I don't expect to see Daryl Williams. I don't expect to see Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't expect to see Derek Naughty, although I would like to see him play a couple of snaps. I still don't think he's going to. Yeah. Uh, it does sound like Rimmers did play in the second game a little bit, so that makes me feel a little bit better. So maybe he is going to play in this game. Maybe he's not. I know he's not a starter, but that's going to be a guy you're going to depend on to be the swing tackle more than likely. Right. For uh, him in particular, I think you need it. Right. Uh, Tyree Kill. Yeah. Is, he, is he going to play, or are they going to hold him out? If they hold him out, that's fine. And but that changes the whole reason I bring it up is it changes what you have to see from the starters, and it changes the players that you have to see something from. See, for me, it doesn't change anything from the starters because there's going to be times when all those guys will miss time during the season. It's true. So maybe obviously they won't miss all at once, but you have to have your backups, the one Bs I call them, <laughs> step up and be able to play. And so. I don't think anybody that's been nicked up in the last two weeks should be on the field, including Tyreek. Definitely not Clyde and Daryl. You know, maybe you even take it easy on Jarek because Jarek's going to be the third back on here. And maybe it is Darwin and Derek that take all of the reps. I would be fine with that. Um, the question is, is playing in a rhythm, and that comes into the offensive line and obviously the quarterback. So they've had a but number how, of drives. But how far do you go with that? And the whole reason I asked that question is because the offensive line, I agree, should play a lot because they need the time together. But do they need it with Mahomes? Do you keep Mahomes out there to get him into rhythm with the offensive line? And people are going to say that Mahomes doesn't need to be out there. I somewhat disagree with that because his cadence and the way he does things is going to be different from Henny. There's no better way than in-game situation for them to get together. And he's got to be able to read what the offensive linemen are reading. And to be on the same page, you have to have snaps in game situations. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. It, it's a fine line, I think, in balancing what you're Absolutely. getting out of it versus risk that you take. I would be, I would err on the cautious side no matter what, especially with the quarterback, but in general with starters. Color me I would shocked. like to see Patrick. I know, right? Um, I, I would like to see Patrick play into the second quarter. Yep. Um, but as long as, and this is what it comes back to for me, they've had a number of drives. They haven't put up the greatest number of points. So if, if they can get on the same page, if they're moving the ball, if they're putting up points, maybe one drive in the second quarter, get Patrick out would probably be my leaning. If yeah, they're but not, maybe they need to work through it. The impressive thing to me is how many times has he really been hit other than when he runs? I mean, honestly, you know, that's on Don't him. Run, I, Patrick. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't say that that's on the offensive line. If he's running, that's on him. Uh, but he hasn't been hit this preseason. And I'm not trying to jinx it, but the offensive line has looked really good in that regard, in my opinion. And, yes, I think that there are some plays left on the field with different things. But I do like what I've seen from the offensive line so far. Yeah, I do too. And I think the opportunity to gel a little bit farther, particularly with him, knowing that when he's going to break, what he's going to break, hopefully – he can step into the pocket a little bit more. And yes, the goal is to run your offense more like it's going to be in the regular season so that you're actually putting up points. But Patrick, there's nothing wrong with putting the ball in the dirt and getting out of a play that you're in a bad situation. <laughs> uh, I cannot stress that enough. Okay. 
for the love of God, kill the play and run the ball, will you? <laughs> I was going to say, I knew I was waiting for the run the ball coming to come. I knew it was coming. <laughs> let the running backs take the hits, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Put Burton in there, let him take the hits. Yeah. I mean, that said, it is it is a balance. I think the 5-0 linemen, I'd like to see them play the majority of the first half. Um, on the defensive side, it becomes a question of how soon do you rotate guys in? I expect it to be Hughes out there with Snead and Ward in the nickel. That's the base. The question is, who's the third safety? It should be Thornhill. Is it? And how much run do you give those guys? I mean, Juan made a killer play in the second game. Does he need another three quarters of a game? I don't think so. I think that's pushing his luck. But how do you feel about the defensive side and what they have to get done in this game? I think there's big questions there. I don't think Frank Clark plays in this game. I know that's going to disappoint some people because I because he hasn't played much, and I think that they're worried that he's not going to be in regular season shape and, and ready to go once the first game starts, and I get that. Uh, I don't expect him to play. I'd be surprised if Derek Naughty plays, and honestly, yeah, I like what I've seen from Morton, and I like what I've seen from Saunders, but Naughty is something different, and it's really disappointing to me a little bit, and I get he's injured, and I'm not trying to harp on that. I'm just saying – it's a little disappointing to me because I think people forget what Derek Nottie brings to this team and how big of a difference he can make in that in defending the run. And like I said, I like what Saunders has done. I like what Warden has done. I like what Reed is bringing. But Nottie is really going to be a difference maker in the middle. So I do want to see him play, but I don't think he's going to. And then you start looking at the other guys. Okay, so Mike Dana is going to get a start with Chris Jones. That's fine. Dana, how deep should Dana play? If he's going to be a starter in this game, is he going to get pulled early or are they going to get him get him a couple more snaps? And I, then where do you go with the other rushers? Do you give Tim Ward a chance? And I bring up Tim Ward just because he's a guy that did well against the second and third stringers. Do you give him a chance to go against maybe the ones to see if he has anything that he can do against the ones? Not because you don't believe in Dana. Sorry, I, I'm done. No, I no, I, to, I, I know you want to talk. I just that's really where I'm, I'm coming from when it comes to the defense. I'm with you. I think Chris Jones has had a preseason that's out of control. You don't need him out there that much. I in a good Dan way. Will be just to be clear. Right, exactly. Um, I think Dan will be the starter if Frank isn't ready to go in week one. So yes, warm him up, get him his reps, get him out of there. Because I think coming down to it, Alex Okafor is what Alex Okafor is. He'll be on this roster. They want a safety class. It comes down, I think, to, to Kano, Ward, and um, Damone Harris. And I think those guys need as many reps as they can. Like you said, at the tail end of the ones, definitely against the twos, who can actually put up pass rush against the, the stiffer competition. I think that's one of the most, one of the more intriguing battles left to be decided on this roster. I think they have to give them every opportunity to get with the ones. And I would like to see that, and I know we're talking about defense, but that also brings me to some guys on offense. Are those guys, is Kemp going to get a chance to go with the ones? Is Fountain going to get a chance to go with the ones? Is Jody Fortson going to get a chance to go with the ones? What does Noah Gray do? I don't expect to see the offensive lineman change up because you know what you, you don't want to do that, but your playmakers and the guys that are going to be you know, rotating in throughout the season, you want to get that now. Yeah, I want to see heavy rotation. Get them in, get them out, get on with it. That's that's what we need to do, and, and that's what you got to do everywhere. I was just gonna say really quick, and the big thing about rotation is if you're playing guys into the second half, 
or close to the second half, that gives you more plays to where you feel like you can rotate and it's going to be more like a regular game situation. So that'll help. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to find out what you got to find out. And it really is outside of the offensive line, really across the board with all the skill positions. So I'd like to see them do that. Um, I'd also like to see you guys lay some action on some of these gridiron contests that are getting ready to start for your favorite team or one of the others if you want to. No big deal. Um, and as always, where you need to go is betonline.ag, the number one spot for pro and college action this season. Get all the odds, props, and contests, and especially the big ones. There's two of them. The online half-million-dollar mega contest and a $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Those are both open now over at betonline.ag. Head over to the website with your device, and you'll get a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to check out the opening day one. There's still room to get into that. That's on the 9th, and it's uh, the Bucks versus the Cowboys. If you lose, uh, whatever your wager was, up to 25 bucks, you'll get it refunded. Super easy. BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to get your action into the game. Use our code Locked On. When you go over there and you can bet on whatever you like over at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So that brings me to guys that got to be more than just guys. We're out of jag time here. Um, you got to make an impression. And we've talked oh, about guys we, that have been trending. Yeah, and I just want to say, NFL, can we please get all 22? Please. For the love of God. For, for the last preseason game, can we please get all 22? Sorry. Yeah, it would be very helpful trying to be able to review some of this stuff and look at different player snaps because that's really what it's going to come down to is, you know, special teams. We talked about it before and I don't we don't need to get into it a ton right now, but you can't really see special team snaps very well in regular mode. And that is where some of these guys are going to make or break their chances of making this roster. Mm -hmm. I got an idea. Let's let's go back and forth. Give me a name, and I'll tell you what he has to do to make the roster, and then I'll give you a okay. name. Drees Fountain. Drees Fountain has to cover a kick successfully, give something to Dave Tobe to give him uh, a viable option uh, apart from Marcus Kemp. Marcus Kemp might have to miss a game sometime. You need someone that can fill that role. And he also has to continue doing what he's doing, play with strength, be strong at the point of of the catch, as well as getting some yak. And if he does that, I think he makes it. And don't you think that part of his problem with special teams is he just doesn't have the speed that the other guys do? I, get, I think Not, he's at a disadvantage, honestly. Slightly, but I don't think it's, it's a gross margin. I think it's less than a tenth in, in his 40 numbers from him and Marcus Kemp. Not that, you know, they're both three, four years into their career, so that isn't the right. best thing of their current speed but it's, it's close um i don't think it's a, it's a negative disadvantage that really should shadow the whole decision making myself so Fair enough. at the end of the day it is what it is so yep. let me ask you uh zane anderson same situation honestly i think he's in the outside on the outside looking in i think that he has to show that he can do special teams uh near to the spot of Armani Watts and because I think he's really playing for that safety position and the fourth safety position I can't see this roster keeping five just because of the other positions and the injuries at other positions um so to me I I think that when you look at Zane Anderson he has to show up on special teams yeah he can be there on defense and that helps but if he can't be a guy that Dave Tobe can rely on they can't keep him because Dave Tobe is going to get a a look at the you know fourth string safety. That's going to be one of his key special teamers. That's just the way it goes. Okay, works for me. Nick Allegretti. He just has to not 
allow interior pressure into the A gap, in in my opinion. Um, solid guy, been a starter, can be the backup center. The only thing that can derail him making this roster, well, maybe there's two things, um, is if he gives something up that hurt, gets Patrick pressured in a way that could be catastrophic. Or if he plays himself so well, well, uh, he should be at some point because he is a valuable backup. Or if he plays so well that he makes himself trade bait. (laughs) That's the only other thing. But I don't know. It's a toss up. Um, This is this contest we've been going at all off season. What does Jody Fortune have to do to make the roster? Honestly, I think, and there I did it again. I apologize. Uh, I think the big thing with Fortson is you have to show that your special teams play is going to be there all season. And what I mean by that is, from what I have seen, he's done well on special teams. He's been where he's supposed to be blocking. He's gotten close to making tackles when he's covering kicks. The big thing for him is he has to get to a point where he can show consistency in that, and he shows the drive and the determination to get it done because I think he's shown that as a blocker. If he continues to show that he's got to go all out, he's got to give up. And I hate saying it because we're talking about a person here, but he's basically got to be willing to give up his body in this game. And that's really what it comes down to. I think he should make the roster. I think he's shown that he has the ability to be on this roster and produce and help them, especially if you end up having injuries with, with Travis Kelsey, because and I hate even saying that or suggesting it, but Blake Bell isn't going to be able to step in and do anything that Kelsey can do. So to me, and Noah Gray doesn't seem like he's quite there yet. So to me, I would think that Fortson is the closest they would have to being able to step in and help in that regard. Fair enough. I think they've done a great job hiding Noah Gray this preseason, by the way. Well, I hope that's what they're doing. I just the one play he had, the one play that sticks out to me is the ball thrown behind him and he pops it up for an interception. And yes, I understand that you know you don't he doesn't normally do that, but that's just one of those things he'll learn from. So Josh Kando. Ooh, that's a good one. He it isn't a matter of how much pressure. It's it's twofold. One, can he maintain his assignment on the edge and setting it against the run? not get taken advantage of and can he out pressure Tim Ward and Devon Harris I think the guy who produces the most pressure is probably the guy that they keep on the roster okay all right so secondarily I'll say Tim Ward since we already did Kando I'll throw Tim Ward at you since they're kind of both together Tim Ward all he has to do in my opinion because it will work out that way they'll produce more pressures he's got to play as well as he's been doing here he's got to step that up and take his game up a level against starters against guys that he could play on a Sunday. If he can do that and show the same production, maybe not the same sack total, but pressure-wise, I think that would win him the job. So tell me this. What does Dorian O'Daniel have to do to stay? Do what he does. I don't see any way he's not on this roster because I can't imagine Darius Harris, who is, I think, his main competition, and maybe even Amari Cobb a little bit. But Dorian O'Daniel is all about special teams. That's one of his – that's one of, you know, Dave Tobe's aces in, on special teams. Marcus Kemp's one of them. Dorian O'Daniel's another. Uh, it sounds like Jody Fortson could be a, a third if he's on this roster because Dave Tobe seems to really like Jody Fortson. So, you know, it's really important. O'Daniel, to me, isn't ever going to be a cog that's going to step into the defense and really help defensively. But he is very important for the special teams and the coverage units and the blocking. So – uh, I think that's what he's got to continue to do is not mess up there. And 
hope that Darius Harris doesn't do anything that uh, puts him over the top defensively and shows that he can do what Dorian, a little bit of what Dorian O'Daniel can do when it comes to special teams. Yeah, I, I think that's that's about it. We'd like to know what you think. Leave your comments down on the YouTubes. Like and sub and do that. I had, it's in the iTunes reviews. I had one more for you really quick. Darwin right, Thompson. About out of battery. Darwin uh, Thompson. Man, that's that's a tough one. To make the roster? Yeah. I don't think there's anything he can do to do it. But if he okay. did, he, he would have to not only block perfectly in pass pro, but he would have to make – runs that don't rely on the offensive line. He's going to have to make people miss or survive contact to make runs himself. Yep. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the game tonight. Please subscribe or click the like button. We would appreciate that on YouTube. And we will be back on Monday. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later.